Welcome to the episode 7 of the RISE Fitness and Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host Carlo. I hope you had a great start of the week. Get ready as today we're going to talk about consistency. How does it work? What it is? And how can we be more accountable when it comes to the decision that we take for our fitness and health journey? I hope you enjoy this episode. So without much further ado, let's dive in. What is consistency? To simply put it, consistency is a behavior, a way to stay on the road or to stick to a desired course of action. Plans don't always go the way we want them and there can be elements that disrupt them that are completely outside of our control, but consistency isn't. Consistency is entirely, completely, relentlessly in our hands. When we make a resolution, when we choose a goal and, hold on, let me stop you here for a second. If you didn't listen to episode 2 of my podcast on Smart Fitness Goal, please listen to it right now and come back later because you're going to need that piece of information to add to today's podcast. Alright, as I was saying, when we choose a goal, we have a time frame and a list of actions that we need to do to reach the goal in due time. All we need is to, well, take an action. And that's when things get extremely complicated, right? We can choose a perfect smart goal and create a bulletproof plan to get it done, that is so straightforward that it almost gets it done by itself. But it happens that, you know, after the first three days we actually work on it, it just starts fading away. It stays right there watching us go by and leaves us with mixed feelings such as, oh man, this doesn't work. Oh, it's too much. I can't do it. Okay, I'll start next Monday. And others that we all know, but more than often, It also leaves us with angry and frustrating hints of, this is just not for me. What do we need to stick to our plan? What do we need to go through these uneasy feelings of change to achieve, for instance, a fat loss goal? You're right, we need consistency, duh. Call me Captain Obvious, mock me for the past few minutes you spent listening when you already knew the answer to these questions. Mark this podcast as completed and move on, if you think that you already know everything that is there to know about consistency, if you have never struggled with it, and if you have a solid base that keeps you going. Mind you, before you go, let me tell you that you are a crazy rare species. Keep going, nail goal after goal if you're this kind of person. Well, if you're still here, let me reassure you, you are perfectly normal, you and I are normal people with normal struggles and victories, and it's never too late to try to find a way to help achieve better results. Hold on Carlo, I listened to your dieting 101 mini series. It was great to understand the steps needed to approach a diet and a new lifestyle, but man, it's a lot. I try to start having protein every meal, check my macros daily, add workouts, try to walk and started my consistency calendar, but it's overwhelming. It feels like it's too much to keep up and I can't keep up. After a week, I feel like I'm slacking and my motivation didn't improve. Okay, listen, I hear you and I do understand. To kickstart things from zero, it's 100% overwhelmingly hard and frustrating. But the good news is that you do not have to do everything starting from tomorrow morning. I very much dislike the expression baby steps, so let's delete this right away from the dictionary here. What you can do to avoid being overwhelmed is... Choose one single thing among the many you can do to improve your lifestyle, your diet, or ultimately your health. For example, if eating protein every meal is very hard for you, choose one single meal a day 
where you're going to 100% be consistent in having protein. For example, is breakfast your go-to choice? Awesome! Take your calendar and from tomorrow morning for the next month, focus on becoming the champion of a high protein breakfast. Do it every day. Mark it on the consistency calendar and have at least 80% consistency for the next month. And you will slowly have created a new habit for yourself. What will happen next? At the end of the next 30 days, look at what you have achieved. How does it make you feel? Action create results. Results motivate you and help you move to the next step. Once you're the master of your breakfast, add another meal or snack and work on it for the next 30 days. You got it real. Breakfast is just an example. What matters is that you can choose the one thing that you are sure you can work on and the one that you, ultimately, hate the less. There is no way around it. Okay, Carlo, listen, I am busy. I don't have time to work out every day. Now, this too is a very reasonable and common situation. The key here is, you do not necessarily need to work out every day, but you do need to do some workout for your health first and for your body composition goal then. I have never said you need to become an Olympian tomorrow, didn't I? But I also really get it. We are busy. We are running around at the mercy of our schedule, trapped in a meeting, entangling this, entangling that, but my question is, are we? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before bursting out in anger and accuse me of making fun of you, send me a mean message and move on following your schedule, what I want to say is, are we always completely busy? So busy that our time spins out of control and as soon as we wake up, if we don't realize fast enough, it is time to go to sleep already? Surely, days and weeks like this happen and in such cases there's not much we can do but to hold on and try to do our best. But in the normality of the situation, are we really that busy? Or is it a state of mind? A mantra that we repeat to ourselves in such a convincing way that it becomes our reality and there's no space left for anything else. If, for something to happen, we had to write it down in our weekly planner at a specific day and time, well, there you have it. Schedule your workouts. You don't need 60 minutes every time, as this, as well, can be daunting. Let's say, take 15 minutes of your time, at least two times a week, and do a workout. What type of workout? Well, you have a million of choices. Get a yoga routine on YouTube and try it. Go for a slightly fast 15-minute walk around your neighborhood. Yeah, walking counts as a workout. Do some bodyweight exercises. You understand what I'm saying here? Being busy, of course, is the reality. But if you realize that your evenings are busy because you spend two hours on Instagram or on Netflix on the couch, well, don't BS yourself. Open your weekly planner now. Schedule two times a week of training and stick to the plan for the next four weeks. A workouts. No backup days or hours, as that will give you an excuse, and stick with it. It might suck at the beginning, but at the end of the 30 days, you will thank me. I promise you. Did you slide that in your schedule? Not yet? Do it now. Tap pause and come back when you're done. I am that serious. Alright, consistency and accountability. Say that, okay, you schedule two times a week your workout. 
It's all on paper. You're going to make it, but... You hear the voice that says, come on, I can do it later. Or you start the first week and then slowly start fading. We had to work on a way to take accountability in the equation. How to do that? Well, there are a few ways to make yourself accountable. Some can be very uncomfortable as they force you out of your comfort zone. Some can be easier. Let me help you from the easier to the hardest. All right, you can ask a friend to be your accountability reference point. For example, every week you let your friend know your weekly results and how it felt. Why could this be easier? Well, because having a friendly face could help ease the anxiety of having to report a success or not. Now, don't take this as a life-threatening experience. Use it as a challenge for yourself when you just need a friendly third party to check in and stay on track. Family works too, of course. Another way is to ask your trainer or coach, if you have one, to nudge you on the path to keep the goal in check week by week. If you don't have such figure, consider finding one. This is more official than a friend. The pros in this situation is that with a friend you might feel more comfortable to not follow the weekly plan, as a friend might be more understanding. With an external person, it might feel less acceptable for you to tell that you had some drawbacks during the week. So this might push you to keep your schedule on as planned. Call this an official source of accountability if that works better. The key here, and this is very important, is that the person you chose here, whether it be a coach or a trainer, is able to guide you through the drawbacks and help you analyze the what's and how's to improve rather than make you feel judged or ashamed. All right, here we go with the one that arguably can be the hardest according to your personality. Make your commitment public on social media and post every step through it. Your results, feelings, drawbacks, and anything else you have experienced during your monthly challenge. This is, for the majority of us, way out of the comfort zone and way harder to accept to do. Pros in here? Well, you tell everybody you're going to do XYZ for the next 30 days and going to tell them everything about it. You now have a potentially huge audience to push your accountability. Cons? Well, yeah, you might have a huge audience that will look at you even if you fail. So this could be a huge stressor without any doubt. You got the tools. What will you choose? Now I have one last concept I'd like to share. I heard this a few days ago while listening to Jordan Syed's podcast and I found it a very good way to see things and to help with the motivation. It is the concept of willful and unwillful suffering. Let me explain better. Every time we choose to do something that moves us out of our comfort zone, but that we know it will improve our health and lifestyle, for example, choosing a different nutrition that will put us in calorie deficit, working out even if we really don't want to or dislike it, when whenever we do any of those things, we put ourselves through a willful suffering, because even though we might not like the action that we chose to do, we still do it because we know it's beneficial for our health in the long term. The unwillful suffering is the moment when we are 100% aware that we should do that thing. Change our diet, do exercise, quit smoking, but we still don't do it, putting us through all the issues that avoiding it might cause us. For example, hating our image in the mirror and hating ourselves for it, increasing the risk of potential diseases linked to an unhealthy lifestyle, not feeling comfortable to go out and meet friends, travel, or dating. The difference here is that we get to choose to willfully suffer or to unwillfully go through the risks and the problems of not being okay with a small but willful suffering. 
Ultimately, consistency is a skill that takes time to build. Our brain is programmed to be resistant to change and will find every way to have us stay in the comfort zone, on the couch or busy, with anything else that takes our mind away from the hassle of changing our lifestyle for good. As I said, we get to choose to stay where we are or get up and do something about it. What will you do? And that was it for today. Thank you very much for listening all the way to here. I hope you found this useful and then this might help you in your journey, whatever your journey is. Please let me know your comments and feedback on my Instagram channel at thecarl.fit. I'll be very happy to listen to you, so please reach out anytime. Thank you again and have a lovely week, everybody.